chapter 8, we're going to read verses 1 through 8. Lord, good saints. Is he worthy? You ready to give him praise? Whether whether you like what you're going to hear or not? Amen. You still going to let go? But are you going to let God? Amen. Acts chapter 8, starting at verse 1. And Saul was consented unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with, pray, with, with palsies that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. You may be seated. First, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. You know, mothers don't get the respect and honor they truly deserve. I, I thought I would have heard some women say that. Mothers <laughs> saying amen, bro, but, that, but that, that's all right. I don't, I don't know what it feels like. But I can imagine giving birth is no joke. Whether it be C-section or natural. When a child gets hurt, who do they call? Mama. When a child is frightened, who do they call? Mama. When police take them, mama's there. When trouble arises in school, the school calls mama. Mothers are the first defense line of de- for children. When something happens in the news, there's mama. Amen. Who do you usually interview? Mama. Amen. If dad is there, he is seen and not heard. Amen. Who protects the child from dad? Mama. Mothers deserve more than a card and dinner. With everything they do and go through, and all we put them through, they deserve more. But mothers, give thanks. Give thanks if you get it, because there's many that don't. This morning we want to talk about being persecuted 
for the right reason. Being persecuted for the right reason. Many go through persecution, but when you look close, a lot of folks that get persecuted are getting persecuted for the wrong reason. What they did is, is not what should have been done to get what they're getting. But no matter who you are, regardless of what you believe, it doesn't matter the position you hold or whether you are a male or female, regardless of your race or color, before you die, you will experience some kind of persecution. Persecution usually involves something you say you do or don't believe. Whether you believe in God and Jesus or not. Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat. Whether you believe in morals or you don't. Persecution will come. Now, as a pastor, there are at least two ways persecution can come. The right way in the wrong way. Because you preach and stand against the world's ways and morals or because you preach and stand with the world's ways and morals. Either way you stand, persecution. I, I walked into a hamburger joint to get something to eat. And I overheard men talking about the man of the cloth. But when I walked in, they didn't know who I was. So I just listened. Now, did you know preachers and pastors have all kinds of names? Man of the cloth, pastor, preacher, priest, prophet, elder, reverend, minister. But to the world, it means nothing. It means nothing. Now, as I listened, one talked about what type of life the preacher had before he became a preacher and how he wanted him to do different things. Uh, he said he was a gangbanger. How many know everyone has a past? Everyone. It may not be right then, but that does not mean what they stand for now is not right. Our previous life, there is no reason why we should be persecuted in our present life Amen. if we are changed. So were some of you. Some of you were gangbangers, other kind of bangers. But you are not what you are now that you were then. Amen. True pastors today have gotten a bad rap. Why? Because many of them have not changed from the world's ways. They haven't changed. Instead, they have brought that lifestyle into the church. Pastors are merchandising the people, taking their money, building big houses for themselves, buying more than one car, taking trips for their pleasure. They have become harlots rather than shepherds. But I stand here to say, all pastors are not crooked. But because of the crooked pastors in the bushel, the respect from the world is getting weaker. 
Persecution is now on a pastor just like it was on Jesus. And some for the wrong reason. But I want to not just say pastors, but I start from the head. Christians also are persecuted. How? When they say they are a Christian and live it. Truly living the true meaning of a Christian. Doing those things that they know are right and standing against those things that are wrong. But another reason they get persecuted. When they say they are a Christian and do just the opposite. You, you know what I'm talking about. You say you are a believer, but you don't believe. You say you are a believer, but you're out there in the world doing everything that the world does. Somewhere there's going to be persecution. Churches used to be helpful to the community. I don't know if you knew that or not. In fact, the church was the pillar of the community. If you needed help, you could look at the church. If you needed food, the church had a pantry. They believed and followed the teachings of the scriptures. Do good to all, especially those in the household of faith. Churches were known for bake sales, car washes, putting on concerts, activities for young people, camp, basketball. But today, the church has stopped doing these things. You barely see cars in the parking lot on Sunday. And don't ask no one to come back. We, we got a service at 3.30. Well, uh, I, I can't make it. I, I got to go to one of them bake sales. Let's look at two reasons churches are persecuted as a whole. One, because they follow and are living the doctrine of Christ. Two, because they have begun to follow and abide by the cares of this world. So either persecution is coming because you're doing one thing or it's going to come because you're doing the other thing. People are already rejecting Jesus for every reason. But why give them a reason to reject him now? Let's not deviate from the will of God and live a lifestyle with the will of man. Persecution will come regardless and soon enough on each and every one of us. Now, let me share one of the persecutions Jesus experienced. Look at Mark 11, starting at verse 15. Here, Jesus spoke to those in his father's house, which is the church. Verse 15 says, and they come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out, out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught saying unto them, it is not, is it not written? My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, 
for they feared him because all the people <clears throat> were astonished at his doctrine. What we see here, the temple of God being the church. The people were buying what they were going to sacrifice in the church. People take this as the use of many reasons and many things. The problem was not the selling. It was what they were selling and why. Let's look at Malachi 1, 6 to explain exactly what they were doing and why they were doing it. Malachi 1, verse 6 says, A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. In real life, a son does honor his father. And a master gets the respect for what they are doing in life. So God is saying, if then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear or respect, saith the Lord of hosts unto you? O priests that despise my name, and ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? And we ask the same question today. Where are we not doing what we're supposed to do? How are we against? How are we being, why are we being persecuted? Just like then, just like in the temple, and just like in the church today, God is not being honored, acknowledged, or respected. He has become everything but. He is despised and his son is rejected. Verse 7 says, you offered polluted bread upon mine altar. Ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. They are saying the table of the Lord is despicable. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer now unto the governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? You cannot give the government just anything. Anybody figure that out yet? And the fact the government gets his off the top before you even get it, before you see it, the first thing a person says when he gets that check, who is FICA? In Malachi, every year, they brought an animal sacrifice for their sins. But they began to offer what was useless and unworthy to God. It's, it's what we call today a knockoff. Less than original or less than the best. Can you imagine offering God a knockoff? Uh. Do men want, do, do women want a knockoff purse or do they want a coach? Do men want a knockoff watch or do they want a Rolex? They were supposed to offer an animal that was spotless. <laughs> okay, Marcus. <laughs> they were supposed to offer an animal that was spotless, 
and free of blemish. Not sick, not hope, or blind. This offering was required once a year. When they began to do less than what was required, God spoke to Malachi and then addressed them through Jesus. Today, God is speaking to us by his word and his spirit. Think about it. What they were doing is just like selling food that is past the expiration date. Molded, damaged, freezer burned, and we sell it as day old but good. It's a shame when you go to the grocery store today and whatever it is you buy, you have to eat it when you get home because that night is going to be spoiled and molded. That's, I don't know how many times just we have bought strawberries, put them in the refrigerator, and when we see them the next two or three days, they got a mold all over them. They were selling lame animals, animals that were blind, sick. They had spots, less than pure. Such things are not acceptable to us from the store. So why do we think these things will be acceptable to God? Jesus died for us. So we would not have to sacrifice an animal. He was pure, holy, unspotted, unblemished, as it was written of him to come and do God's will. In return, it is written for us to do his will also. And we know that's John 6 and 40 to see the son. So as we see Jesus, Romans 12 and 1 tells us this. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Think about it for a moment. Paul is saying, I am begging you by God's mercies. That mercy that is new every morning. The same mercy that Psalm says, mercy and truth met together. Righteousness and peace kissed each other. That same mercy that is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. That's the mercy I'm talking about. Then it says that ye may, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You cannot present anything without God's mercy. But we must understand this. The sacrifice we present must be living. We must come willingly without murmuring or complaint. Come alive and ready to praise. As we came in this morning, as, as I heard minister speaking, he came with life to give him praise. Do we have that praise in us today? Or are we just a bump on a log? Sitting. Even a frog on a log makes a noise. Here's a thought. Whatever happened at home, leave it there. Whatever happened at work or school, leave it there. Whatever happened between you and anybody else, leave it there. 
which is your reasonable service. There's no more killing of animals today for a sacrifice. No more blood shedding. The blood needed to be shed was Jesus' blood. And what needs to be killed is your flesh. Colossians said, mortify or destroy your members which are upon the earth. For the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Now, just for clarity, let's go back and look at Acts chapter 8. Verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And there were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Saints, I want you to understand, persecution is coming again. And it's going to be again. We are, we are in a quiet mode right now. Don't nobody want or seem to bother as much, but it's coming. At this time, there was a lot going on. Some people believed the resurrection, both Jews and Gentiles, and some did not. Paul, who, uh, whose name was Saul at that time, was giving permission unto death. This is another prime example. Saul, who is Paul, started out persecuting the church, but ended up being hunted and persecuted. In fact, Paul called himself chief of sinners. Yet all he did against God, he did the more for God. Verse 2 says, And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. Remember, Stephen was stoned for the truth. He stood and told them just what it was and what it is. And they were so upset they started throwing rocks at him. Can you imagine standing for something and somebody start throwing rocks? Oh, I, I know, I know how you sticks and stones may break my bones, but Nate. When I said they were throwing rocks, they weren't throwing no little pebbles either. They were throwing rocks that that made you see stars when you got hit. And you bled when you got hit. And they continued. Until he died. Could you, could you stand that persecution? Or would you give up? I changed my mind. I changed my mind. How many times have we been involved in something and somebody just be twisting our arm? Say uncle. Say uncle. Say uncle. Yeah. He ended up. And I'm saying, Paul ended up spending many years in prison. Saul made widespread destruction for the Christians. It says in verse 3, as, Saul, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committed them to prison. Verse 4 says, therefore, they that were scattered abroad Went everywhere preaching the word. Everywhere. Let me give an example of, of what I'm saying and what happens. You take a dandelion. Anybody know what a dandelion is? 
them yellow things that's in your grass. If you pick a dandelion that is ripe, it's, it's round and white. If you blow on that dandelion, where do the seeds go? Wherever the wind carries. When you throw a rock in the water, what happens to the water? Ripples. Just like the seeds scatter with a dandelion. Just like there's a ripple in the water. A believer in the gospel that is scattered will spread the gospel even more wherever the wind takes them. Wherever the Spirit leads me, I'm going to speak the gospel. If I go visit somebody in Tennessee, the gospel is with me. If, if I go over here, the Kroger, the gospel is with me. So just like those things are scattered, as we are scattered, not because we are afraid, but because that is where we are being taken. It says, it says in 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Everywhere you go is not going to be where somebody wants to hear. But there, if there's just one, that's good enough. If the people you entertain or hang around don't want to listen and engage in the truth, if you are a believer, don't stay there. Go somewhere else. Feed your soul with good, not evil. Hang with those that seek life and pursue it. Verse 7 says, For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsy and that were lame were healed. Just like unclean spirits do not feel comfortable in the presence of God, we should not feel comfortable in the presence of them. Amen. And there was great joy in that city. The good news is here to give great joy to your soul. I've got joy, joy, joy deep down in my soul. Just like you prepare for the winter, just like you take heed to the storm coming, just like you listen to the news, and take shelter. Listen to the news of the gospel. Take heed for the storm now is coming. Prepare and be ready for that day. Persecution is coming whether you stand for right or whether you stand for wrong. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.